Hello and welcome to the Times of Israel's Daily Briefing. Today is Thursday, March 8th. Amanda Borchel-Dan here, joined by our political correspondent Hal Schneider and legal affairs reporter Jeremy Sharon. Hello to you both. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jeremy. Good morning, Amanda. Hey, Tom. Anti-judicial overhaul protesters have declared today to be another day of resistance, even as some tentative steps maybe have been taken by the government to discuss a potential compromise plan. We'll also hear about President Isaac Herzog's secret toolbox and a few thoughts from former Prime Minister Yair Lapid. But first, a word from our sponsor. Do you or your clients have a commercial collection matter that's going nowhere? The Sarachuk Law Firm specializes in the most challenging collection matters, whether it is a single matter or a portfolio of cases. They are based in New York with relationships around the world. Sarachuk's proprietary databases and tried and proven methods have earned them an unmatched reputation for success in getting their clients what they're owed. They work on a contingency fee basis, so they're only compensated when they succeed. The Sarachek Law Team strongly supports Israel. You can reach the Sarachek Team at www.sarachecklawfirm.com. That's S-A-R-A-C-H-E-K lawfirm.com or at 646-403-9775. The proceeding is an attorney advertisement and past results are no guarantee of future performance. And we're back. The images of last Wednesday's chaotic day of disruption is fresh in our minds with mounted police and stun grenades and tear gas. So ahead of today, Police Commissioner Kobi Shabtai said police would ensure the right to protest, but there would be zero patience for rioting, damage of property, damage to state symbols, and disruptions to routine. The police doubled down on that statement this morning. Tal, yesterday you ran into former Prime Minister Yair Lapid and asked him a few questions ahead of today's protest. So let's hear that now. We need to define the process before we decide what the contact is. The process meaning what is the mechanism of the negotiation? Who's running it? Who is entitled to say this is it? Who's entitled to say, okay, there's a deadlock and therefore we need to figure out a way to deal with the deadlock. If you don't have the mechanism, then you don't have the process. And if you don't have the process, you will never get a result. Do you trust uh, Israel's president for that role to uh, conduct negotiation between the sides? Basically, yes. And I, I can't, well, I was the first one to say uh, uh, that the president should take this into his hands. Uh, I, I trust his decency, his integrity, and he's also a very qualified lawyer, which helps while you're dealing with constitutional issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you keeping in touch with the president on a daily basis uh, to figure out what's going on with the other side? Everybody's talking to everybody. I told, my, my, the president has been my friend for 25 years. So yes, we keep in close contact, as he does with the other side as well, trying to keep his, the, the dignity that he has as a non-biased operator of the whole process. We see a huge protest around Israel, but the people on the streets don't really listen to you. They only care about their own agenda. I mean, if you will conduct some sort of negotiation, I'm not sure you will, you will be able to stop this uh, uh, demonstration. I mean, the street is right now out of hand. It's like quilt. Like it's it's uh, 
every protest in the history of protests is always has doesn't have any 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 defined center and this is the right way for it uh, for it to be i think what we see is a gathering of good israelis patriotic israelis who are defending their country they are, they are political but they're not partisan and this is the way it should be and and we are there but we are not taking trying to take over the protest uh, but let it ha- have its own color and and identity and uh, but i think the majority of people would love to have some sort of an agreement which will prevent israel from to from imploding uh, completely okay. one last question what do you think about the pilots and the people who are refusing to volunteer for a reserve duty i think they're wrong these are good israelis who are motivated by a real concern to the future of the country. But this is not the right way to go about it. Um, Israel's security is, is, shouldn't be under any, colored by any, any political side, and therefore they're just wrong about this, even though I understand completely the, the patriotic motives of the actions. Tal, were you surprised by anything that our former prime minister said Um, just to say, Amanda, it's not like I ran into him. We had a meeting <laughs> and I asked him specifically, would you be kind and give some quotes on record for our lovely podcast with Amanda? And he said, yes, I like Amanda. So, um, uh, so this was, uh, a, you know, basically on the record, uh, you know, question and answer is very short. It was interesting to me to, to listen to him talk about the framework. He said, Herzog, the president, and myself, we've been in politics enough time to know one should not publish or come out with the content of the compromise. Rather, they should first, you know, put forward the framework of how to get the parties to work together. So he said, once there is a compromise out with the content out, as, as we will discuss soon with the Friedman-Albashan compromise, If the content is out before the mechanism of how to agree, then you can be sure it's worthless. And he said, you know, pay attention. The president is unwilling to give any content out at, until he will agree with all sides on the mechanism on how to agree. Lapid says this is his sophistication and I, you know, I stand by it completely. He also said, you know, I was the first man to offer the president's uh, house as a place for a compromise. So he's willing to work with the president, of course. But he says, you know, first we need a mechanism. And according to him, the mechanism has to start with a halt on the legislation. As we all know, the legislation is, is moving very, very fast forward. It may be done the third reading before the end of March. This is two and a half weeks from now. If it's done by then, then obviously there is no compromise uh, going on. Okay, so Jeremy, she's mentioned the word compromise several times. And what is this compromise that was put forward by former Justice Minister Daniel Friedman and former National Security Advisor Georg Island and others? What, what is the content of this plan? So this plan includes um, a few moderations of the government's original um, proposals and what is currently being passed through the Knesset. In particular, it would 
make sure that the government and the coalition do not have an automatic majority on the Judicial Selection Committee, which is in charge of appointing all judges in Israel. And that's one of the central pillars of the of the government's reform. But the opponents of the government in general have come out against this new plan as well, saying that even though it, it doesn't give either side uh, the ability just to automatically appoint any judges they like, what it does is politicize completely the system because it, it, the judges would not actually have a vote on that judicial selection committee. So the whole process, they, the opponents say, uh, would be politicized and that's, and that's equally as damaging. But there, uh, one other aspect, uh, one other moderation is that instead of allowing the Knesset to preemptively immunize laws from judicial review, i.e. make sure the High Court can never strike them down in the first place, that as the government proposes, the Daniel Friedman Gior Island proposals say you can override the High Court after it struck a law down with the vote of 65 MKs. So th those are some of the, the some of the moderating factors. Opponents of this new plan have said that the way that it's structured allows the government to pass basic laws as it pleases and that the uh, High Court would not be able to have uh, effective review over those basic basic laws, meaning that it, the government would still have an, an inordinate amount of power over uh, legislative matters and, and, and human rights. But Tal, in fact, it could be that it's all spin is what we're hearing. There are rumors that it's a big nothing burger and it's actually uh, dead before it actually reaches the, I don't know, let's use a metaphor, before it reaches the water. You're right, because, you know, some of the people are very, you know, people in the left and in, in, in the demonstrators, they have kind of a mindset that everything is set to be some sort of conspiracy. It's not real. It's not. They're looking into the biographies of the people who made the compromise and they found out that Professor Al-Bashan went to school or um, university together with Yariv Levin, the justice minister, and they, they might be friends. And they think that, you know, maybe uh, M.K. Rothman has, you know, approached them. Of, I think he denies that. So they think that they're trying to rearrange the judicial overhaul in different wording and phrases in order in order to confuse everybody. And it's basically the same, but, you know, in different phrasing. So, yeah, I, I personally, I think it's dead before even it's uh, it's out because, you know, even even the uh, identities of the people who were part for this uh, compromise one of them is supposedly a part of the high-tech scene in Israel, but the people from the high-tech protest says, we, we never heard of him. He I mean, maybe he's been, he's been in the high-tech like 30 years ago. He's not representing us. So all of the protest groups issued a state, statement saying, you know, forget about it. This is nothing that we're willing to work with. And uh, obviously, if you look on the other side, from the coalition side, the secretary of the government, uh, Yossi Fuchs, he issued uh, a statement saying, this compromise may be a start, but they have a lot of correction and they need to take it further, you know, to their own uh, agenda. Just to mention that um, one of the authors of the plan, Giora Island, is quite skeptical of the government. And he said if the plan is changed in any way, it has, he said the plan has to be taken as is. And if it's changed, then he won't accept that situation and will continue to oppose the government's you know, plans. So I, I think Tal is right. This, this particular plan it doesn't look like it has much legs. OK, let's go to a short break now. The world we live in isn't perfect, but it doesn't get better on its own. That's where the work of activists comes in. Whether it's environmental justice, animal rights, or disability advocacy, there are people all around the world striving to make it a better place. 
That's where All About Change comes in. Host Jay Ruderman talks with activists about how they do what they do and what inspires them to keep going. Because activism is all about change. Listen to All About Change wherever you get your podcasts. And Rebecca. Tal, uh, you have alluded to the potential role of President Isaac Herzog as chief negotiator in speaking with Lapid, and you actually recently wrote an analysis for our Hebrew site, uh, Zman Israel, about what tools the president actually has. There are five, if I'm not mistaken. What are these five options? Right. The, um, this piece is based on Herzog's statement saying the other day, I have lots of tools in my toolbox I can still use. He said it in a kind of a harsh manner, stressing that, you know, don't rule me out. I'm still, I still have a lot of things I can do in order to, to, to bring the parties together. And I called the president's uh, office, you know, his spokespeople said, you know, what are the tools? And they was like, no, we're not going to tell you. Just, you know, figure it out on your own. So I went away and, and tried to figure it out on my own. They are only based on my understanding. So obviously one of them is a pardon to the prime minister. If Netanyahu will get a pardon, then, you know, everything <laughs> will be over. Uh, this tool is, is probably um, out of the question at the moment, you know, Everybody are very, very fearful of this tool. It means that we don't have the rule of law. We don't have equality under the law. And it's it's basically should be off the table for, for everybody. Um, other tools were, that are very harsh, and I think they're off the table as well, but still I wrote them. He, cannot, he can choose to not co-sign the bills. You know, in Israel, the president has to sign the bills. Supreme Court or other, you know, uh, judicial uh, uh, expert says that not signing bills on behalf of the president will not uh, prevent them from take, taking effect. So it's it's just like uh, if the, if he will do that, it will be more of a symbolic. Yeah, exactly. Symbolic, but not practical. He can resign. It's also something that I think Herzog wouldn't, wouldn't want to do because then the next president will be the speaker of the Knesset, which is Amir Ohana. Uh, who can definitely give Netanyahu a pardon. Another thing, you know, the president has the authority to appoint judges. Again, this is very symbolic event in the president's house. Usually it's uh, festive. It's very, very respectful. It's one of the most beautiful ceremonies we, we know in Israel. You know, the president, again, I think if, if he decide not to attend or, or to conduct the ceremony, the judges will still be sworn in, but it will be an insult for the executive power of the state. And it will definitely put the mark on those judges who were appointed under, under this new uh, committee. Uh, it will be a total political committee, a total, it will be a committee that will be take, will be taken over by the executive power. And he will, this is just symbolic again, but it has a lot of meaning. Uh, it, it may, uh, reverberate around the world. Um, he can, um, you know, this is maybe the most effective tool he has to my understanding. He, he now he is a very uh, influential figure, you know, with all of this um, happening, taking an uh, event uh, around us. He may be the only person who can talk to all sides. And, and, and as we all seen, he's very, very engaged. I mean, he, he didn't have to be engaged. He chose to be engaged for the sake of the country. And I think many people are very thankful for him for, for doing so. He can come up and, and say, you know, after months of trying to... Uh, bridge beside the parties, I can point to you who is to be blamed 
to be blamed for this crisis. I mean, he can give a speech that is a little bit less, um, um, how do you say that, uh, equal in the tone. It can be more specific as per the crisis. So this a speech like that can be uh, influential. And again, it, the speech can be done in English. Uh, this is, um, and, and, and maybe the fifth tool, uh, <laughs> which is also unlikely at the moment, to my understanding, it can, um, I mean, people have approached him and asked him to write to what we call the Venice Committee. This is a body, uh, international body governed by the UN, who was set up uh, after the fall of the Berlin Wall in order to help and assist Eastern uh, European states to 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 be on the spot with respect to separation of powers and so on. He can talk to this government, uh, to this international body, and tell him kindly help us here with navigating through this mess. It's not really a help. It's more of, again, a declarative statement that will come out from an international body. You know, the Israeli do not like international body, but still it's, it is a tool. It, it is under the um, um, convention of, of the Venice uh, Committee, which Israel is a co-sign, by the way, um, from 2008. Under this convention, the president of Israel has the authority to you know, write to them and say, we have a constitutional crisis. Kindly, what do you think? Uh, it's more of a, it, this is like an inspectors, right? They, when countries, uh, when democracies bring inspectors to, to look at in, into uh, election process. So this is inspectors for a constitutional crisis. Um, you know, if Venice committee will decide anything uh, with respect to Israel, it may have implication within the European Union and so on. So it sounds like he personally cannot stop any kind of legislation from going through or the appointment of judges, but each and every step is extremely symbolic and would put pressure on those who are able to actually legislate and or appoint the judges. And because this specific president entered himself and engaged himself in a manner that made him very influential and very important, the, those statements and declaration on, on his behalf may have implications on Israel's crowds. People are listening to him. And again, I'm stressing this. Oh, obviously, we all know that he came from the labor, but he has the highest respect of the settlers, of the ultra-Orthodox. Uh, we all know that he is coming from the family of the Israel chief rabbi. His, his grandfather was the chief rabbi. His father was the president. He has the utmost respect from even from the uh, most... Uh, uh, admirers of the Prime Minister Netanyahu, they respect Herzog uh, until until now. <laughs> so, a rare thing in Israel, a consensus voice. Amazing. So he may use this reputation to to make an impact, and uh, the question is is will he do that, and when will he do that? Tal, thank you so much. Fascinating, really. Jeremy, Tal, thank you for joining me today. Please, listeners, check out our What Matters Now, which will be released tomorrow, which my partner in crime, Jessica Steinberg, did this week for Purim, a look at two comedians and their new book. Check it out, What Matters Now. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for listening to the Times of Israel's Daily Briefing. And thanks to our producer, Gilad Brownstein, and to Gili Amar for this out-of-this-world music. You can find us daily wherever you find your podcasts. And on our mothership, timesofisrael.com. Like what you hear? Consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to spread the word. Until next time. Shalom. Shalom.